start recording. Okay, we're we're live. Still, he's still going. Oh, the drum solo. Oh shit, son. Uh, uh, I went a little kabuki at the end there. Oh, I can appreciate a homage to the glorious Nippon. So, uh, hey, welcome to the Nathan podcast. Um, not Nathan. Neither I'm is also not Nathan. Nope. Uh, Nathan's in um, Mo Montreal. He's in Purgatory. Yeah, doing something <laughs> with old ass video games and assholes who think that Frame Meisters are a good investment. So, um, we're here instead. Uh, so hey, what's what's up? How's how's your life going? Do you play any of those video games? I've been a little busy, but I have made a little bit of video game time. You can find me at Twitter at uh, Real Donald Trump, and I've been playing uh, the Batman Telltale game, which is on sale for like eight bucks on Switch right now. It's a Telltale game, and it's also like two years old now. At least it com was completed before they died, and then were bought by the Chinese. Hmm. I'm glad that I just gave cheap money to the Chinese. I don't know if they were actually bought by a Chinese company. I'm just assuming. Most things, I assume, are just owned by China in one way or another. Yeah, that's kind of my, my way of thinking. Have you made much progress in it? Uh, the the stuff that I've seen on it makes it seem like Batman kind of goes a little apeshit. I've only finished the first chapter, and I'm trying to do it like the way that the Batman would do it, the one that I know. And I've definitely had options to just brutalize people. Haven't done it yet, but the game is totally like, hey, how how dark do you want to be? I might have to get that then. It's seven bucks for Switch, and it, it runs just fine. I've only had one hiccup, and I'm not sure if that was my fault or not yet, but it just skips someone's dialogue. Oh. That's but you know, in a story-based game, isn't too good, but I guess I'll keep you all updated on Switch bugs. Nobody yeah. listens to this. It's fine. Yeah, I, I don't even... You know, the funny part is I don't even know where the login for the podcast platform is or whether I have it. Um, so there's so, a good chance no one will hear this anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, well how, uh, about, how about you, Nat, Nathan? What have you played this week? Uh, So uh, I played some Gears of War 4. Yeah, I saw you posted a video on your Nat, Nathan YouTube channel. Yeah, I made a made a video on uh, on my Vsauce uh, YouTube channel, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it's a great homage to our Lord and Savior Chad Warden, um, because Chad Warden uh, infamously made a video about how the original Gears of War trailer, uh, well, Gears of uh, Gears of War, more like Tears of War. Oh, that's that's where you got the title from. Yeah, because because uh, 
that trailer had that pussy ass song. Sad boys. Uh, I mean, all around him are familiar faces. Come on, cheer up, buddy. Yeah, it worn out faces had absolutely nothing to do with the game, and I'm really I'm confused even to this day as to why I had a lisp there for a second, and also why they chose that song for that trailer. Just a very... I think it was something about the worn out faces and and the chainsaw bayonets. Maybe there was a connection there. I don't know. Seems like they were just trying really. Did I cut out there? You sure did. Do you want to try that sentence again? Uh, seems like they were trying really hard to be edgy. Don't worry, we'll fix that in post. Not likely. No. <laughs> Nathan yeah, doesn't I'm... fix his own podcast. You think I'm going to fix his podcast? Or alternatively, this is the most well-edited podcast he's ever had on his website. <laughs> Probably not, though. No, I, I got better things to do, like play NGU Idol. Yeah? What's that is... one? It's uh, an idle game. It's an idle game. Is it like a, like a cookie click or or um like less less clicky, more uh, bars go up, uh, bars fill uh, up lots, and uh, yeah, it's incredibly satisfying to play, and it's totally free as it should be, uh, but it's also not quite so annoying like if. Uh, if you get a lot of idle games on mobile, particularly, they don't really seem to, uh, they, they don't want you to progress in any reasonable length of time unless you want to buy some diamonds. Yeah, shell up. It's only thirteen ninety nine for 5000 Exactly. Whereas NGU Idle uh, seems to be made by, judging by the humor, someone who's roughly 16 years old, um... And uh, he actually has a good sense of what makes these games entertaining. And part of that is uh, not weighing you down with egregious uh, uh, premium currency bullshit. You earn a pretty decent amount of what they're called arbitrary points uh, by progressing in the game and completing challenges and whatnot. Uh, And you can also buy them with real money. But none of the things you get with those points really like completely change the game by any means and they're really not necessary for regular progress uh and like you make a pretty good amount of progress at one time as long as you optimize everything fairly well it's just a it's a well put together thing all the art is ostensibly done in paint and varies in quality quite drastically um very cute and i i like it a lot and i respect this developer you know, yeah. I always said that Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff deserved its own idol game. Are those memes? Are you not familiar with Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff? I it's don't. A, it's a really old webcomic that's made in paint, and I'm pretty sure one of the theses is, is they wanted to do the least amount of work possible, so they're <laughs> always reusing like clips from the very first comic. It's it, you will get a kick out of it, and it sounds very similar to this game. Sounds very much like uh, Sweet, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff totally endorsed this episode of the Nathan Entertainment Podcast. Like a a, a very good example of why I'm pretty sure a 16 year old made this game is uh, is that uh, a big portion of the main so called plot line uh, is just a big old Rick and Morty reference. So, you know, 
That's a thing. And it, it all ends, and he was a pickle the whole time, and then he said the thing, and and there was Sheshwan Shosh. Yep. Yeah. Buy buy uh buy the pop figures at Target. Wobble wobble dop dop. Hey, uh, speaking of wobble dobble dop dop, why don't we get into one of these here stories? Uh, here. Right. Ready? Here, hold my hand. We're gonna we're gonna jump on three. Okay, ready? One, two. I made it. Did you make uh, it? No, you uh, didn't make it. No, here I go into the hole. That is. Hey, hey, uh, you you fell down the hole and you're all the way down, but you you landed on something and it broke your fall. It's it's the first story that we're talking about today. It saved you. Uh, Fallout seventy six. It's a big pile of garbage, and luckily it cushioned my fall. Is that... I probably wouldn't be here today if Fallout seventy six <laughs> wasn't such a steaming pile of trash. <laughs> well, uh, here's something exciting though. Uh, they're adding private servers uh, next week, as of three days ago. I did you say exciting? Yeah, because that, that might not have been what you meant. Well, it might be. It it would be more exciting if it wasn't for the fact that they're partnering with I don't know some fucking private server company to uh, force you to pay for the private servers instead of hosting your own. Because fuck mm-hmm. you. Uh, but in any case, they are going to eventually add the ability to mod. So that'll be something. So I'm not sure if you've played Fallout 76, but it's at least the people in my life who play it, play it on console. Are they going to be able to get the same access to these mods? And if so, who's doing the curating of these things? That's I only bring this up because if what they're saying when you could have server mods is like, I don't know, like the wild, wild wasteland perks in New Vegas, or like the, the what, what, what the what the fuck was that program called that did where you could buy their mods, but they were usually shit, like Minecraft uh, armor. Yeah, uh, the uh, the Creation Club or something. Yeah, like. I don't yeah, know what Creation it was. Club. That was it. It's probably gonna be more shit like that. And I thought we gave them the lesson last time that we, as a unified gaming base, didn't want that cancer in our games. So what the hell, Todd? Well. I I will attempt to be optimistic because that's just the kind of person I am. Yeah, angels advocate. Um, maybe, maybe at least on the PC side, they will allow you to put your own mods on to the server. I know that in the short time that I hosted a, a Conan Exiles server on survivalservers.net, um... They did allow you to do a surprising amount of configuration uh, through their web interface, including, like, replacing game files and whatnot. Um, So maybe if they partner with somebody like that, you'll be able to do a a pretty cool amount of stuff. It's obviously not going to be anything close to, say, if you had your own dedicated server that you hosted out of your basement. Uh, Like, I I, I used used to run a Left 4 Dead 2 server, and... Like, you could do all kinds of wacky shit with that, uh, including, like, if you, it, it, at least in in some sort some source engine stuff, you'd be able to force the client to download some of the mods that were on your server. So, like, even if they didn't have the mod already installed, they could still get to your server, and then whenever it came in, everyone was anime girls. 
And I was actually going to say that exact same thing. It's <laughs> the dream of anyone who's playing Fallout 76 that it's got to be full of anime IRL models. I I would uh, I would consider buying the game if uh, I could just play an anime Fallout world and also have all of the bullshit uh, taken away. I, I'm wondering that that's probably why they're not letting you do your own dedicated server like without paying for it, right? Is because they they charge for like convenience items and whatnot, and if yeah. if you're 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 obviously going to mod out that functionality on your server, you're just gonna have like a bucket that's full of repair kits or whatever, and so they gotta get they gotta get their money out of you somehow. And they got a nickel and dime you for that game that you paid full price for, and of course, so that you can get those great updates that they keep delaying. One hey. of these days, it'll be a good game. Someday. But speaking of delays, I didn't even mean to do the segue, but uh, <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has been delayed. And mm-hmm. I'm only slightly upset because, honestly, I don't even know when it was supposed to come out in the first place. I, I was aware that it was coming. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you a fan of the Bloodline the Masquerade like genre, the world of it? I really like the first, well, quote-unquote first game. Um, I am aware that there was like a a DOS slash Windows 98 uh, Vampire the Masquerade game. Uh, but the, the one that everyone thinks of whenever they think of Vampire the Masquerade is uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Uh, mm-hmm. It came out in like, what, 04 or something like 2004, that? 2004, I think, and it was pretty notorious for having... Just a couple of issues that kept you from being able to finish the game. It It is rather buggy. Um, you don't use any of the community patches and whatnot. Um, it's nearly impossible to play on a modern PC. Uh, but that said, the writing is impeccable. And the amount of freedom that you have in that game is bordering on what what was capable in like fallout fallout 2 like the the kind of old school crpg type stuff but it was in the in the gameplay format of a modern bethesda style almost except more involved i would say well it's funny that you mentioned fallout or fallout 2 because the original game actually reminds me a bit of morrowind which was released just i think one year two years or something like that prior and this was a time where we were getting really ambitious with our engines and the way that we can make things like NPCs interact with their environments. And especially in those old games, if you play them, especially in Masquerade's pre-fan patch, especially in Morrowind pre-fan patch, it's a lot of these open world games that they were trying out, they don't always work. And I think a part of that is how ambitious they are, how when you set a team of developers down and say, this is what our ambitions are, and they manage to pull it off, they then have to turn around and fill that world that you make with interesting enough and well-programmed enough interactions where people are going to want to explore it or we're going to be able to explore it without having crashes. Some of them work. Uh, some of them are Vampire the Masquerade's bloodline. <laughs> well, and part of that probably comes from taking a game engine that was meant for a... Uh, in terms of gameplay, like gameplay loop, fairly standard first-person shooter. Uh, it's Half-Life 2. By the way, it uses the source engine. Um, it it you take that 
and then try to turn it into a open a semi-open world rpg like you're, you're gonna run into some hiccups and i i haven't really looked into what the development of that game was like but i'm willing to bet that it was the classic small team of developers that didn't have the kind of experience and time and money that they needed to make the game really really good uh but they still went above and beyond with their ambition anyway kind of along the lines of uh of Bethesda with uh with a lot of the things that they did up until uh Oblivion. Mm-hmm. And but, at least the developers of Vampire the Masquerade, who I'm trying to look up before I finish the sentence, uh they were saying with the the latest to Bloodlines 2 is basically that they didn't want to repeat the same mistakes that they made with their original game, the one that was released in two thousand four. Right. So, if if it takes some time to polish it out and get it right, hell, let them take the time. Yeah, that that's kind of how I feel about it. I it, like we've already been waiting fifteen years for a sequel to yeah. this game that I, I still haven't even finished. So, like, if, I if it, it's worth doing. It's worth doing right. Right, and I really hope that they that they do it right because we need more. We need more mainstream uh big budget games that are willing to put in the time and money to make something that was what we were capable of doing 15 20 years ago instead of something that just kind of you know rings out your wallet yeah that's not the best part of modern game design is God damn it! I don't want to be uh, extorted to play a video game, and that's why most of the games I play are from, you know, nineteen ninety six to twenty fourteen, maybe. That's why I've spent a lot of my recent time playing indie games. Whenever it's not World of Warcraft, because uh, they they either have fair microtransactions if they're free to play or they don't have them at all and you pay 10 bucks and you get a good game and then I, I i know we've talked about this on this podcast before i don't personally mind microtransaction i just hate shitty microtransactions right whenever like, it's um, whenever it's something where you're you're buying premium currency and you you can pay upwards of, of 50 dollars and it's only going to last you a week in the game that's... If I ever feel like I'm gambling, you're making a big mistake in your game design philosophy. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's that's huge all over the place. Uh, especially in Call of Duty. Wherein they're trying to say that they're not going to be having any more of these surprise mechanics that gamers supposedly love so much. But instead, they're moving on to a battle pass system. The yes. system is going to be released post-launch. They, um, they quote, want to give people the ability to feel out the game before they start impl- implementing these features. But they want to escape the loot pass system that has been so prevalent, especially in shooters lately. And uh, an ad pop-up just popped up saying, do I love video games? Discover the latest in gaming news. No, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. But uh, according to the announcement, the battle pass is not going to be time to a live... Uh, let me try that again. According to the announcement, the way that the battle passes are going to be working is that they're going to be timed to seasons. And I imagine this working in the same way that like Overwatch does their seasonal releases. Sometimes you can get Halloween stuff. Sometimes you can whatever. 
um, but they're separating it into two tiers, a free stream tier and a premium stream tier. Free one is going to get you anything that has an impact on gameplay, like weapons, attachments, where the premium stream will earn you cosmetic items. And then you can earn what they're calling COD points with the Battle Pass, which I assume is just another bullshit microtransaction currency. So uh, that's what we call cancer. This game is showing early signs of cancer. Um, what what people in the medical field usually do when they find cancer is they remove it before it can grow and spread. Uh, apparently we didn't do that, though, and now it's rampant. Yeah, that's, that is uh, the ways of capitalism, unfortunately. So I, I think it's stupid that they ruled out loot boxes because it's gambling, but then they didn't actually do anything to remove the gambling element. They just gave it a new name and a slightly different process. Well, the the funny part with that is it's been a trend as of late for games, especially ones from Activision, to launch without loot boxes or even microtransactions in general. And then, say, three months down the line, they launch it. They they, they go, here you go, have microtransactions. They did that with uh, the Crash Bandicoot uh, racing game. They, uh, they, they, they started out where there were no microtransactions whatsoever in the game, there was an in-game shop that seemed strangely like it was formatted for having microtransactions. And then after all the reviews and first impressions videos came out and all the hype started to kind of die down, then they decided to monetize the people who were still playing the game. Yeah, see, isn't that kind of predatory, though? Isn't that kind of a shitty practice to do? I would say so. I think it's kind of bullshit that you buy a game and then three months down the line, uh, it stops being the same game and instead asks you for more money whenever it had promised initially that it wouldn't ask you for more money. Ah, the old Payday 2 system of chilling your players out. <laughs> uh, also, this Battle Pass system is ostensibly just Fortnite. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's literally the same thing after Epic kind of figured out how to seemingly do uh, in-game monetization in a uh, in a more appealing way with this battle pass system. Uh, multiple games have kind of taken on this format, and it's gonna be a lot more prevalent before it dies down. To I have a feeling. Oh yeah, definitely. There there are going to be innumerable games i'm sure that come out within the next few years that'll all do this kind of bullshit the the whole service concept is really popular in the tech industry right now everything wants to wants to have you spend a monthly fee instead of paying lump payments for, for things do we end up talking about how adobe fucked up a whole bunch of people by doing software as a service if, uh, if not, this isn't necessarily the podcast where we need to talk about that, but software no. as a service is a bad idea. Yeah, I, I think I retweeted the same thing that you're talking about, where there's like a whole country that lost like their access. Like yeah, they, 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 they... The one who had that account, they, uh, they changed their rules for like where they could provide that software to, and anyone who had invested in that infrastructure is just fucked. Yeah, Sorry, which... our like... country doesn't agree with you anymore, so... Now we just accepted your money for nothing. Oh, well. And that's, like, that's absolutely devastating to a lot of people. It should be criminal. Really? Yeah. Like, so basically what what happened was, uh, well, what initially happened was Adobe decided, wait, we can get way more money 
if instead of just charging $600 for our products, we just charge you $50 a month for our product. And so that's what they did. And uh, everyone's just kind of had to accept that because one, Adobe stopped selling perpetual licenses for all their software. And also there are a lot of companies that require the use of Adobe products because in, in some industries, they pretty much are the only option. Uh, namely with like Photoshop, uh, with cross-platform video editing, like they, they are kind of the benchmark in a lot of those areas. Uh, any case, so yeah, uh, Chile, I guess, or some like country over in that area, uh, they, I guess their government just kind of doesn't get along with Adobe as a company anymore. And so Adobe was like, well, we we just can't sell our products there anymore. And so all the people that had been paying however much money for Adobe's Creative Cloud service lost access to it. And they don't have an option of, like, buying Adobe CS6 or whatever or, or anything like that. They, they are just fucked. They're going to have to jump ship to buying 10,000. PDF or something. <laughs> they're gonna have to buy like like ten thousand dollars worth of of apple computers they're gonna have to buy a bunch yeah. of mac minis or something yeah. so that they can so all buy I, final cut i did a google search and it turns out that the subscriptions are being canceled by adobe because of u.s government issued executive order 13884 the practical effect of which is to prohibit almost all transactions and services between the U.S. companies, entities, and individuals in Venezuela. What the fuck? The the orange man decided that he didn't want international money, so Venezuela has to bite the bullet. So we're just we're just not we're, doing any business with Venezuela. I guess not. What the fuck? Uh, Executive Order 13884 was issued with no expiration date. The decision to rescind it relies solely with the U.S. government. <laughs> we will continue to monitor developments closely and will make every effort to restore services to Venezuela as soon as it is legally permissible to do so, so says Adobe's uh, legal team. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Okay. Uh, fuck the U.S. Fuck the U.S. and also fuck software as a service. Fuck as, software as a service. Um, and in the case that you're ever afraid that you're going to be affected by this sort of thing, I would suggest uh switching to something Piracy. like, well, there is that. Uh, but also uh, DaVinci Resolve is a uh, is a prominent uh buy at once solution for both uh. Linux, uh, PC, and uh, Mac. Uh, the BBC actually uses it in all of its production, and it is a full uh, video, audio, and uh, VFX pipeline that you can use for uh, for all of your your necessary things. And you just you pay three hundred dollars, and you have it. That's it. It should be that easy. It really and should. What it really comes down to is, and I know it's not Adobe's fault, it's the U.S. government's fault, but if you are in agreement, if you pay money and a part of that 
transaction has an agreement that says like, hey, you're going to get this thing that you paid for, or there's not going to be any extra hidden features or payments or any clauses like that, that should be fundamental. Sort of like how Johnson & Johnson has to recall a whole bunch of baby powders after asbestos was found in it. See, when you go out and you buy asbestos, you're kind of making the agreement. When you go out and you buy baby powder, you're making the agreement that it's not going to have asbestos in it. Now, talc and asbestos tend to kind of grow alongside of each other. Um, talc, talc nitrate or something like that appears around the same veins wherein asbestos grows. But if you want to purchase a product that is potentially dangerous, you want that product to have a safety and regulations committee that's checking that and saying, yep, there's no asbestos in this thing. You could put it all over your baby if you want to. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it turns out some people have just been covering their babies in asbestos. Well, and apparently that's not good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out that asbestos, uh, if you breathe it, it can give you cancer. So they, uh, they kind of don't want to be you know, the problem for, for why a bunch of babies got cancer. And mm -hmm. I, I can't fault them for that. Um, I can fault them for continuing to sell a product that, uh, according to a lot of pediatricians, is completely unnecessary and actually still bad for your child and for yourself. Uh, that is talcum powder. Um, it, it's just bad if you breathe it. Um, there are a lot of other products that do the same thing as it that, uh, that won't give you lung cancer. So, you know, maybe this is a sign uh, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that uh, Johnson's and Johnson's need to fuck off and stop but, selling cancer to babies. But Aroa, Johnson and Johnson's a family company. It says, though, on their advertisements. Oh. Are you saying that they're lying? Hmm. Well, as much as I hate to claim that a big fucking evil conglomerate would be lying about something... Uh, yes. Yes, they're lying. Um, all that means is just that they're, uh, they're a dynasty, and therefore need to be destroyed. Shatter one prepared me for this day. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, so, uh, keep that in mind, if you ever buy baby powder, that, uh, could just have asbestos in it. Um, the company is saying that 33,000 bottles of talcum powder need to be called Johnson & Johnson's baby powder and are worried about giving your baby uh, cancer or a stopped heart. You need to look for lot 22318RB. Which is so, something that people it, look at on baby powder bottles. All the time. Um, I mean, at least you could find it. It should be printed towards the bottom of the bottle, if you're worried. But if you're you're actually worried, maybe just don't buy it. Yeah, maybe, maybe just, just don't pay attention to what you're covering your baby in. Yeah, maybe maybe you know I I never really thought about it till just now. But like, why hasn't anybody considered the idea that like smearing powder Talc. all all around a baby, like, what, it, nobody's considered that that could be a bad thing? Well, have you ever seen babies not covered in powder? They're all, like, slimy and, just, just dry that baby up real fast, it'll be fine. <laughs> and, like, do you know what talc is? Um, it's a rock! I was gonna say, I mean, I know that it, it's pretty 
associated with asbestos, obviously. Well, yeah. So it's something, you know, that at least is in tandem with a carcinogen. So I, I know this because my sixth grade teacher was a, uh, was a geology enthusiast. And he forced us all to identify 50 different varieties of rocks just by looking at them. Um, and I, I am the only one who aced that test, by the way. Uh, he keeps that, uh, he keeps that paper hung on his fridge to this day. <laughs> uh, and one of them was, was talc. And yeah, it's just like this weird green soapy rock. And, uh, that's, you're, you're, you're shooting dust, rock dust all over children. That's good for the lungs, especially in the lungs of developing biological organisms, right? Right, of course. I so, never, I never really thought about why have we been doing that for that long. Do you want to do a Google search while I read the rest of this article? Google search so, for... in the the why we cover babies in talc because I'm kind of curious about this too. And and I want you to do like why do we smother babies in talc? I I don't undersell just how much this baby is getting coated. Um, this recall came on the same day that the Arizona. Arizona, the Arizona Attorney General announced a $116 million settlement against Johnson & Johnson, which was related to its transvaginal mesh implants. The company is also being sued over its role in the U.S. opioid crisis in a challenging period for the reputation is one of the most trusted brands in the world, unquote. I, uh, I wouldn't trust Johnson & Johnson as far as I could throw them, which they're, uh, they're a multi-million dollar conglomerate, so it's not far. What did you find out about coking babies up with uh with rock dust? Uh so they did it to make money. We had uh, no use for this mineral, but we powdered it up and told people that it's good to cover babies in it. It's very interesting. Um so talc is used like all over the fucking place uh in making paper, plastic, paint, rubber. Uh, in the food industry, in electric cabling, uh, cosmetics, ceramics. Uh, it's all all of those things. Um, it's used in uh, heroin. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're just you're having your baby breathe that. Also, whenever I searched talcum powder, many articles came up. Uh, talcum powder and cancer. Talcum powder risks five reasons to never put baby powder on your skin again. What is talcum powder and why is it dangerous? Why is talc used and why is asbestos a concern? So, you know. Uh, I don't see any problem here. Let's keep the talc coming. Yeah, I can't I can't find much in a in a very quick duck duck go search as far as where talcum powder came from initially but it does seem like the kind of thing that uh come that, that would have come from like the 20s you know all right i'm curious enough let's see the history no the chronicles of talcum powder let's see what shows up Facts about talcum powder. Every woman must know. Um, it's a silicate mineral used in baby powder. It is a thickening agent and a lubricant in 
ingredients such as ceramics, paints, and roofing materials. One of the main ingredients in cosmetic projects uh, has a perfect basal cleavage, uneven flat structure, and is foliated with a dimensional grave form. Yeah, it doesn't say. I don't. I don't understand. I haven't found out yet. Talcum powder is dangerous if inhaled because it may cause aspiration, pneumonia, or granuloma. Well, anyone who's inhaled uh, chili powder knows that you don't want to be huffing dust. Yeah, unless it's coke. Especially if it's coke. <laughs> um, don't do coke. It's not good for you. Well, uh, I didn't think that we'd get done this quickly. You know, it's not the first time I've had that problem. I know that feel. Uh, do, you, do you have anything? Because I don't. Did we ever talk about on this year podcast how Fortnite is just a big hole for a while? Uh, I mentioned it offhand um, during, I think, last week. I, I mean, the reveal's already been made, so I... I'm not sure if it was made. We, it was made recently, though. At least not before it was, last week. It was. It was in between last podcast and this one. I can. I can at least bring it up that, uh, yeah, Fortnite is no longer a big hole. Uh, chapter two has begun. Buy the new I, battle I, pass today. Yeah, right. That's what it all really comes down to. But I'm of the same opinion that you are that this was a fucking phenomenal marketing strategy right like who takes down their game completely for like four days and i saw neighbors that i didn't know existed anymore <laughs> like Ch children are just roaming the streets bored and unsure of what to do with their lives i i became an active member of the Fortnite reddit community for those few days because i was i was excited about it and i was also just bewildered at how many kids were so pissed that they couldn't play their Fortnite. Look, like, you don't understand. They are entitled to that game. <laughs> they, they turned off comments on the live stream. And, <laughs> and I can only guess that it's because there were so many fucking 12-year-olds going on there and saying, why can't I play the game? Let me play your stupid game. Like, and there were people on reddit going if they already have chapter two done why don't they just release it like nobody seems to understand how marketing works and like it, it it it's it, it's fascinating to me that over the course of all that i think the fortnite twitter got something like three hundred thousand uh more followers uh, like there were people in the news fucking talking about how Fortnite is just a black hole and is Fortnite over? Did Fortnite really end? And like the content creators on YouTube were struggling out the ass to try desperately to come up with anything to talk about considering it was just a fucking black hole. Uh, Which is, you, know, you just gotta have the shocked look of expression and start freaking the fuck out over... I don't know. How do, how do you make 20 minutes of content? About, <laughs> my game's not available no more. Like, it, I'm assuming that they just kind of talked about all the rumors, which were that, like, oh, this is the beginning of Chapter 2, and then some chapters, Chapter 2 shit got leaked. And, yeah, it just basically 
uh, they added like three new features and replaced the map with a completely different map. Like you can mm -hmm. fish now. I what? don't know why you would, but you can. Just whatever you. Uh, I almost said MOBA. It's not a MOBA. It's a uh, a battle royale. Just what every battle royale name game needs is uh, a nice relaxing break from all the shooting and violence. Yeah, and you can like you can catch guns while fishing, but you can also just catch garbage. So I don't know if there's supposed to be some semblance of risk reward there. Uh, I, Tune in to Fortnite Chapter Three, the fishing simulator. <laughs> I did play one round of Fortnite on my I Switch. Was, I was going to ask whether you went back to it or not. I, I out of curiosity, decided to, to download it on my Switch. And is it still a shitty game? It's uh, it's the same game as it always was. Uh, there is a bit of controversy going on with it, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, apparently, Chapter 2 also added bots. Oh. So, now... Are they having troubles filling their servers? Isn't that, like, the most played game ever? Uh, it it's, isn't necessarily for that. It is particularly for situations where you're new to the game, or you're just that bad at the game, and uh, they need to fill spots or newer or bad players who aren't going to match with anybody of their skill level. I'll be honest with you, I don't actually... With that in mind, I don't hate that idea as much as I initially did. Yeah. Like, it, it's... it. It's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, it lets you not feel completely steamrolled in your first, like, ten matches or so, mm -hmm. but at the same time... It's a really common tactic to get you involved in the game and liking the game because you feel like you're good at the game whenever you're starting out. Uh, so that way, and then you learn the bots. Yeah, and then you 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 just get fisted in the in the mouth whenever uh, you hit that eleventh game or whatever, and you're getting steamrolled by Ninja X X Tentacion. Well, let me ask you a quick question: Have you ever? felt totally tapped out of a video game at the start for example when oh goodness what the hell is the game um not elite dangerous it's the one about going really fast the one about... uh, not trials oh uh tribes game? tribes there you go tribes ascent when tribes ascent first came out i was so excited to get in on that just because i played a little bit of the original tribes and by the time that i got my feet on the ground and found out what i was doing Everyone else had already gotten, you know, the hang of playing it. And I just, I could never progress in skill because I was always spawn, dead, spawn, dead. It was, it wasn't fun. And I remember how unfun it was. And that's probably, it's not a fault of the game necessarily. Maybe the matchmaking could have something said about it, but that's not something you want to have happen in a released game. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. I don't think that it's... It's necessarily a bad idea. Uh, Quick Champions does the same thing. Um, there, there are there are a number of other games that do that sort of thing. But yeah, I've I've definitely been completely turned off by a game because I started playing it and immediately got destroyed and went, "Well, I'm never going to figure out how to play this." League <laughs> of Legends. Uh, so, <laughs> um, there was that. What was uh. Oh, uh, Planet Side 2. Planet Side 2, I, I got in on that, and 
part of that was just that like there's no real tutorial in that fucking game but also i go in and there's like three thousand other people who already know what the hell they're doing and here i am i i'm i i don't understand what's going on and i'm going over to a base because the game tells me to capture it and then i die over and over Full concept. <laughs> i actually love planet side too i had somebody um pull me to the side and show me like this is how you capture bases here let's capture some less occupied bases first and if i didn't have that i probably would have had the exact same experience you did yeah i've i've seen i've seen groups of people like play that game the way that it's meant to be played and it seems fascinating but i uh it i'm i'm past the desire to deal with that shit at this point yeah i believe that's also one of those games that's become very microtransaction heavy it wouldn't surprise me it is whenever you whatever you require that many players to be all on one big server all at the same time it's got to have some infrastructure costs out the ass yeah so i i kind of get that but well um That's, hey where can they find you uh oh yeah i never said hit up aroa.website you can get my youtube link and uh my discord link and my twitter link twitch and link, Zelda link mixer link soundcloud link uh it's it's all there uh, apparently my picture is broken the broken jpeg i don't know if that's because of privacy badger or what oh it might be actually yeah because i think i have it linked to like my twitter picture or something like that oh well uh but yeah just go over there eventually i'll make that look a little more retro but right now it's uh just a list of links hosted on github so yep and that great i think it's ambitious of you and i think that if you follow your dreams you could accomplish anything except for getting a job